Hey guys, this is Jesus, one of the following Patreon listeners. Inkstain Studios, Evan Fettinger, Robert Graham, Kevin Smith, David Dunn, Matt Hill, Alexander Close, Michael Denos, Titan Slam, and Tim. Thanks for helping us get back in time Terminator style. You know, out of the corner of your eye, you see gugs and moon beasts and other denizens of faraway planes uh, perk up uh, as if even from their side of reality they can tell something weird is about to happen. You also know that there is some organization, a cult, uh, called the Church of Starry Wisdom. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah M- Missouri, that's where um, the trapehesedron uh, could be. Trapehesedron, Nyarlathotep. Okay, look, we're just gonna call this the trap. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds real ominous. Yeah, yeah. that's the promising. She's, the second she says it, her like mannerisms fade. Oh, I heard it when I said it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanable Podcast Network. We're here with. Me, David, Dan, and Angela, with a special guest, Ed from Evil Hat, to present his game, Fate of Cthulhu. Everyone clap for everyone clap for Ed. Yay! Yay! Golf clap, golf clap. Okay. Welcome, Ed, to the podcast. We hope you haven't made a horrible mistake. Uh, I definitely have. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Okay, perfect. Okay. Good. Please tell your friends. Tell other podcasters. <laughs> come, come, engage, engorge yourself on our mistakes. Cut that out. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Ed, I guess we should start with, what is Fate of Cthulhu? Uh, Fate of Cthulhu is a game. Solid. Let's do <laughs> it. That's a wrap, everybody. Thanks for yeah. showing up, Ed. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fate of Cthulhu is a game for the Fate Core system about, well, Cthulhu and all of his mean friends. Uh, the story is that the apocalypse happened. Uh, a great old one arose in the year 2030 and uh, tore the world to shreds some way or another, uh, and you are playing as some of the very last survivors of humanity who have found a way uh, using Yogg-Sothoth uh, and Eldritch technology to go back in time. Not very far, just ten years, uh, but hopefully long enough to prevent some of the events that are leading to the inevitable destruction of civilization as we know it. Oh, okay. And and it's up to us. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh, Can you okay. do it? Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. What if we just yeah. go back in time to start a podcast? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then you'll have ten good years of podcasting. And then you'll be killed, so... (laughs) We're already, like, what, eight down? We're uh, we're on nine down. This uh, this month is nine down. Oh, man. Now, Yogg-Sothoth, that sounds really familiar. I'm I'm trying to place where they are on the Pantheon. Uh, Uh, They are way up high. They're they're sort of second only to Azathoth in terms of, like, raw hugeness. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, yeah. No, Azathoth is the, the devourer, and then Yogg-Sothoth is the one that keeps them imprisoned? Is that accurate? Yes. Yogg-Sothoth, okay, the cool. key in the gate who touches all places and times. L- ladies. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I can see. So, yeah. so listeners, Fandible all has their video uh, equipment up. I, I do not. So I just see the the expressions on my friends' faces, and this is this is perfect. And it's also weirdly voyeuristic and on my creeper scale. <laughs> so, how do you want to start? Off? Do you want us to? introduce our characters now or during the course of the game or do you have any idea um my thought was that i would sort of uh describe the apocalypse that nyarlathotep wrought because we are going to be dealing with nyarlathotep uh and then sort of from that uh uh jump into y'all introducing your characters and then i don't know get to have some right. fun then then take a then go ahead and take us into the world that is apocalyptic. Okay. Um, I, I suppose I should mention that uh, uh, Fate of Cthulhu comes with multiple different sort of built-in timelines for different elder gods that have uh, uh, come to destroy the world. And one in the book is Nyarlathotep, uh, the crawling chaos himself. What? So. <laughs> so here is uh, uh, the situation in the year uh, 2028. Uh, the world was a powder keg because of climate change and resource shortages and corruption endemic in politics around the world. So, you know, fiction. Uh, <laughs> oh, but I'm... Oh, yeah. When all of a sudden, out of seemingly nowhere, uh, arrived a man named Nur al-Hassan in Egypt. Uh, one day, he did not exist, as far as anyone could tell, and the next day he was running for president. Uh, and despite the fact that he had no background, no qualifications, uh, no policy, he won in a landslide. Nobody could explain it. Uh, and... Immediately afterwards, he um, declared himself to the world uh, as Nyarlathotep, the Dark Pharaoh, arriving once again to lay waste to the Earth. Moments later, uh, all 138 volcanoes on Ant Antarctica simultaneously erupted, blasting forth thousands, millions of beasts coming out of the ice, flying bat monsters, barrel-shaped star-headed things, bulbous masses of flesh and eyes. Um, <laughs> you know, a bunch of just rude stuff. <laughs> just rude. Just so rude. So rude. <laughs> it's rude to have more than two eyes. Thank you very yep. much. It I stand by this. <laughs> nice glasses, four eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, soon after, attention turned back to Egypt, where the Great Pyramids also simultaneously erupted, uh, ushering forth even larger mountainous masses of flesh, crawling chaos, uh, uh, that started pulling itself out of the ground and marching in all directions. Uh, within a few days, the Middle East as we knew it had disappeared. Within a week, Europe was essentially gone, most of Africa. Uh, by the end of the month, uh, they had made their way across to the United States. They had taken out Asia. And at every flank of this army of chaos, uh, leading every charge was Nyarlathotep, the Dark Pharaoh, uh, astride on a giant mass of flesh, uh, holding aloft a shining jewel. Uh, and of course, this is 
multiple iterations of him at the same time uh, in Europe, in Asia, in the U.S., uh, followed by flying bat things, smaller fleshy piles, and perhaps most disturbingly, faceless humans. Uh, thousands, millions of humans who seem to have had their faces just wiped out, just a blank patch of skin where that ought to be. Um, by the end of the month, uh, most of humanity was dead. And those few remaining bits of, uh, uh, of human civilization were, well, doomed. Their days were numbered because Nyarlathotep was not going to stop. So what were y'all doing <laughs> when this went down? <laughs> Alright, should I start up? Sure. Go for it. So, as the armies of Nyarlathotep, I'm going to go with that pronunciation, I'm never going to say it correctly. Uh, as he, as his armies marched across the world, there was one thing people needed. They needed the news. They needed to find out what was happening as they were all dying horribly. So I went on to the front lines, trying to get as much information as I can, as I, Terry Rogers, embedded journalist, must go into those ranks and try, with every ounce of my being, to be the hero the world needed. Then I died horribly. Like, it was, it was, it was bad. Like, I was squished and then squashed, and then things happened to my body. I just, that makes me, anyway, but, and, well, I was dead for a couple of weeks. Until a passing Migo, is that how you pronounce it, Migo? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A passing Migo just was, I guess, flying by as it's, I don't know, or whatever it looks like. It's, it's this weird towered, fleshy thing passed by, saw my body and thought, huh. I could experiment with that. And he did. And for about, a and let's say, a he week. Did. <laughs> and he did. And for a couple of weeks, I was reanimated, uh, then killed, and reanimated and killed. And he did a bunch of other, or it did a bunch of others uh, stuff to me. And I've, I wound up with a fungal skeleton. Because I guess that it was important for some reason for that creature. Yeah, I eventually escaped and joined with this crew to go back in time. And stop all this horror from happening. And apparently, when I went back in time, I grew wings. Why? Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> time travel it. is inherently a corruptive force. It ah. uh, it mutates and twists those who go through it. It also, it also makes you mad sick, like with motion sickness. And this is what happens when you take too much drama. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they won't tell you that on the bottle. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, Ed, can uh, can I put up a picture of Naralathotep uh, or Naralathotep on the uh, shared scratchpad? Is that okay? Or yeah, sure. Okay, cool. I might screw it up, so <laughs> let's have fun. Anyways, famous uh, last words. Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Angela. I'm playing Lillian Carr, the mathematician. <laughs> I say with a heavy sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Also resident magic user. I know. I was getting to that, David. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so before the apocalypse happened, uh, Lillian Carr uh, was simply a professor uh, of, of mathematics, obviously, hadn't published much of note, 
Um, but as literal hell was breaking loose on the planet and she somehow managed to survive the initial waves of devastation, uh, she, of course, banded together with some of her uh, comrades at the university, first purely for survival, followed by, hey, we're some of the greatest minds in the world, plus Lillian. Uh, <laughs> we should be able to, to think our way out of this. And uh, it turns out that while Lillian, like Angela, is terrible at normal math. Actually, uh, great one math is something that she can figure out because here two plus two do not need to equal four. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so it doesn't matter that the numbers change when you're looking at them, that equal signs are just suggestions. Uh, Lillian Carr has found her place. She's found her people, a way to make herself indispensable and uh, apparently was the obvious choice when deciding to get into this time travel thing. Where she becomes a math wizard. Because I drew the short straw when it came to characters. <laughs> she's, a, she's a time math wizard. This guy to be a twist. Alright, I'll go next. So this is Dan, and I'm playing Charlie Sohn. And uh, Charlie... When this all went down, he had two main things going for him. One, he was almost literally on the other side of the planet from where this all started. And uh, and second off, he used to be an Eagle Scout. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, and so he put two and two together. Uh, two being uh, the destruction of civilization and the other two being I'm an Eagle Scout. And uh, struck out on his own, basically avoiding civilization, living off the land, tying knots, I don't know, whatever else uh, Eagle Scouts do. And uh, <laughs> Shout out to our was, Eagle Scout listeners. Shout out to all our Eagle Scout listeners. <laughs> and, uh, and he was doing fairly well for himself, uh, living off the land, hunting, trying to pretend that all the other humans in the world were being destroyed or killed or eaten or whatever. To be fair, humans, right? And... Uh, Unfortunately, his luck kind of ran out one day when he was hunting. Uh, he uh, went after what he thought was a deer and was actually a pulsating mass of flesh and evil and <laughs> mind-destroying. Uh, it's, it's an easy mistake yeah. to make. They look they look a lot alike in the dark. And, uh, and so he ran. He ran as far as his Eagle Scout legs could take him right into... The uh, apparently the time travel ritual that happened to be happening right next door. Thank you very much, Mister Sothoth. Uh, <laughs> Sothoth was my father. Please call me Yog. Uh, <laughs> and uh, ended up getting pulled into the past, but not by himself. Uh, that thing that he'd been hunting turned out to be a Shoggoth, and it got a little bit of him it on him, and then it got cut off as he went back in time. But when he arrived, whenever he's arrived, uh, he ended up with a tiny little kind of rat-sized bit of Shoggoth just banging out on him, just having having a grand, grand old time, chilling <laughs> on his shoulder, uh, you know, slipping about. It refuses to let go. It will not let go. It is hungry. <laughs> and that's it. All right. That's amazing. <clears throat> All right. Hey, everybody. This is Dave, and I am playing Alice Carter. Uh, Alice Carter is, in fact, not a time traveler. She is instead a wealthy tech entrepreneur from uh, modern-day America. She has been experimenting with various types of technologies and, during her college years, drugs. Lots and lots of drugs. Which is why she never stopped going to college. She's on her third master's degree right now. (laughs) Uh, But she uh, learned 
through some sort of concoction of illicit substances, uh, Far East meditative trances, and just the right amount of EDM that you can actually go into a dreamlike state that pierces the veil between this world and the dreamlands. And upon learning of, of this new place, she learned of its denizens, horrifying figures towering as large as buildings that sound like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, be... you know they only start barking as soon as we start recording. They've that's been true. silent yeah, all always. day. No, yep. that's y'all have been time traveling. That's a hound of Tindalos coming for you. That is a deep cut. It's just going to be jokes for Lovecraft fans, y'all. Um, so, uh, so Alice Carter actually learned of her own volition of the oncoming apocalypse and has been preparing to do something about it and has learned of the time travelers. And when they went through the portal of time space, bending their bodies in angles that were not meant for uh, three dimensional creatures, such as ourselves, when they arrived, she was waiting, ready to stop the apocalypse that they had just come from. She is going to be high 90% of the time. <laughs> Sweet. Good choice. Yeah. All right, and the, the, these are the people who are going to save the world. Uh, listeners, oh do you Sorry. feel confident? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they have an Eagle Scout with them. They'll be fine. <laughs> Guys, we're heroes. We're heroes. <laughs> Hashtags. Not yet, we're not. <laughs> I'm just going to be tweeting, live tweeting our entire endeavor to save the world. <laughs> Please do. Because humanity might be wiped out, civilization might be rent asunder, but Twitter will still be there. <laughs> Twitter will outlive us all. Yeah, cockroaches and Twitter survive the apocalypse. Of course. Of and share. And share. <laughs> She's actually an old god. It's been she's been. Oh, guys, guys! If Cher yeah. was the visage of Nyarlathotep, then I would be, I would be torn. I would be. Like, I'd be okay. <laughs> I'd be okay with all this. Do well, you, she can't turn back time, so it makes sense. Do you believe <laughs> in life after? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Ench does a great Cher. We should get her to do an impersonation after the rap. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, congratulations, y'all have traveled back in time. Uh, let me start off by just sort of throwing some questions at you, if you don't mind. Um, actually, I, su I suppose I should ask before anything else, like, do y'all need a reminder for how fate works? Do you want to do a rules explanation first, or should we just handle that as we go? Uh, a quick breakdown, just a quick pointer for me, please. Yeah, because we, we have played fate before, but we play it like once a year. That's so fair. I usually run it, so I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but I do not want to speak for anybody else. Okay. Uh, then just the, the sort of absolute most basics, um, probably the most important thing is that on your character sheets, you have, uh, five aspects, a high concept, a trouble, a relationship, uh, and two more aspects, one of which is corrupted, uh, unless you're, uh, Terry Rogers, in which case both of them are corrupted because you've had a rough couple of weeks. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, aspects are kind of the uh, uh, backbone of the game because these are things that are true for you in this world. Uh, and that means that if there is, like, a situation in which you want to justify being able to do something that you might not necessarily be able to do, uh, aspects uh, justify that. And this is, like, most important with the corrupted aspects. For instance, if you happen to have a skeleton that is made of fungus and not bone, uh, you can just sort of fall off a building and land on the ground and not break anything, because you've got nothing to break. It creates 
a truth in the world that you can take advantage of. Cool beans? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, next thing to know is if you are taking some sort of action, and I think it is probably going to be a challenge, uh, I will probably ask you to roll. Uh, and I will you know, tell you how difficult I think it will be, and I'll ask you to roll uh, four fate dice, or fudge dice, whichever you prefer, uh, which will uh, ultimately give you a, a result between negative four and positive four, and then you'll add that to whatever the appropriate skill is. If your fight is uh, plus two, uh, and you roll plus two, then your ultimate result is plus four. Easy enough? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You uh, should also give yourself three fate points. Three tokens of whatever you need, or just write down the number three on your forehead, whatever is most convenient. Uh, if some situation occurs where you don't like the result you rolled, but you think that, oh, one of my aspects suggests I'd be better at this than, than uh, this event suggests, uh, if you are trying to do a math problem, for instance, and you get a negative four, uh, and you say, no, 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 I'm a time-traveling math genius, which is uh, Lillian Carr's high concept, uh, then you can pay one of your fate points and say, I would like to either add plus two to that result or just re-roll it entirely. Uh, that is called invoking an aspect. Uh, the other fun thing that aspects do are the, they can be compelled. So if you're having fun, you're, you're saving the world, and I say, <laughs> and I say that, uh, well, oh no, uh, Lillian Carr has no patience whatsoever, that is her trouble, so it makes sense to me that instead of waiting for this plan to finish up, she would just take off and, and uh, dive right into the neck of danger. I can, I can offer you a fate point and say, hey, I think this will happen, and if you say, yep, this bad decision, I make it. You get a fate point for oh future use. Lillian was the Lillian was the person in math class who never showed her work. <laughs> That's why everyone thought she was bad. It's like, no, the answer's still right. <laughs> uh, if if I offer you a compel and you don't like it, you can pay one of your fate points and say, no, that doesn't happen. That's the choice you got to make. Um, other than that, y'all have some stunts which sort of tell you what they do, give you a bonus in certain situations. Um, you also have your uh, corruption stunts, which work slightly different. They are uh, significantly more powerful. They give you a large bonus. But you need to mark corruption. And everyone has like a little four-dot uh, clock of corruption. Whenever you mark corruption, fill in one of those dots. And when you fill in the last one, the corruptive power of the Great Old Ones mutates you. And one of your aspects becomes corrupted. So you get to figure out, okay, what horrible mutation spontaneously happens? Um, do, do you, you know, do so much weird eldritch magic that you uh, get glowing red eyes? I don't know. Maybe. I love it. That'd be I cool. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and that is perhaps the most important stuff. Uh, when, you know, we get into, like, uh, fighting, it's, you know, combat and whatnot. Uh, if you get attacked, you'll get a chance to roll some sort of defense. 
and the uh, shifts of success on the attacker's side will uh, uh, determine how much stress you take. Uh, everyone can take certain amounts of physical or mental stress on your little physical or mental stress boxes. Uh, each little box is worth one. If you take four stress, you can check four of those boxes if you have four to check. If you don't have enough, you may either get taken out, which means I get to decide what happens to you and you're out of the fight, or you can uh, take a consequence, uh, which will reduce the stress dealt to you. It basically absorbs two, four, or six stress, but also gives you an aspect that is something bad, like broken leg, or terrified, or scared. Something oh, along this, those lines. Is this the game where we, um, uh, we, we instead of doing direct uh, damage to an enemy, we try to come up with different, what are they called, circumstances? And yes. then, like, do one fell swoop. Um, like, you know, we light... Light a chair on fire, that's an aspect, and somebody can tag it. It's like, oh, and the chair's also holy fire, tag that as an aspect, and then we do a b b bunch of damage. Is that one? Is that, that, one? that is this one, yeah. Okay. So, like, for one of the most useful things you can do is just, it, the action is called create an advantage, um, and you do the thing you want, and if you do good, you get an aspect with a free invoke. You can, if you use this aspect, you get a free plus two to it. Uh, or if you do very well, if you beat you know, whatever the difficulty is by uh, uh, three or more, then you succeed with style, you get two free invokes, you're, you're fantastic. Cool. That's, that's not going to happen in this game. No, no, you're just, I do not see you surviving the hour. But. <laughs> uh, real quick, before we start, do we want to do a uh, quick description of our character's visualization like? Because I know that my character is a chubby black woman who is very gay from Brooklyn, and Lovecraft just turned over in his grave. And, uh... <laughs> uh, Terry Terry is a uh, relatively tall, dark-skinned man, very skinny, uh, and actually, yeah, very skinny, and uh, he looks like a type of guy you can just push over and he just tips over like nothing. Uh, I'm gonna say Charlie is uh he's a rugged looking guy. He's he's big, he's buff, he's uh he looks like he's been living outdoors for uh for a week or more. And uh he is normally very clean shaven, very uh uh well kept together. He he is no longer that. He's got a scraggly beard going on, uh and uh he has dark circles under his eyes because he has a shagoth on him at all times. <laughs> You know, as as one does. Exactly. Uh, Lillian Carr is uh, she's a, a late a late forties uh, white woman who uh, always has her hair pulled back in a severe bun, um, kind of like Captain Janeway. You can tell how bad the day is going by how much of her hair has fallen. <laughs> nice uh, from the the bun. Uh, but she she tries to keep a very buttoned up uh, demeanor, and uh, she always wears. Um, again, even as the world is falling apart around her, uh, she's always in a very smart pantsuit. She has a look. She is committed to it. No <laughs> apocalypse is going to get in the way of her not so great fashion sense. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that's what survived the apocalypse. <laughs> is the pantsuit. <laughs> So, uh, let me throw a question out for y'all. Where did you arrive back in the past? Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts? Actually, yeah, 
I am okay with like a Dunkin' Donuts somewhere in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, it's oh god. Like, it's let's actually, set this oh, where we know it. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, and wait, also, I, you can't tell whether the apocalypse has happened yet or not. It's yeah, uh, no, Dunkin' Donuts right next to the graveyard down t- uh, downtown in uh, Wall Street. There we go. Like old and eldritch about that graveyard, but <laughs> someone's math was a little off. Didn't, <laughs> hey, didn't hey. carry didn't carry the ea ea, and you wind up but in Dunkin' Donuts. But we somehow all get transported to the tiny employees only bathroom. <laughs> 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 all right, roll to figure out the code to get out of the bathroom. <laughs> oh, excellent. Okay. Y'all, you show up in a Dunkin' Donuts in Manhattan. I am super, I'm down with that. Uh, except for you, Alice, of course, you have just been waiting there probably like two hours at this point. Yeah, Yo. but it's one of those Dunkin' Donuts, Baskin Robbins combo, so I'm good. Oh. <laughs> you just keep cycling through what sweet are you eating? Is it, are you getting like the iced coffee to the ice cream? Yep. Then you get a donut, you get a, the, the croissant donuts they were having. Oh my God, yes. You tried to kill us with those. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> oh. succeeded uh, too. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so Alice, I'm going to kind of describe what you see uh, as you are gazing into your like tenth donut of this afternoon. Uh, <laughs> as you, you you got you got some munchies. You can't turn them down. Um, suddenly, objectively, the the light in this Dunkin' Donuts sort of dims, uh, and there is a, a distant crackling. Uh, um, and as someone who is uh, half in the dreamlands, uh, Alice Carter, you kind of see shadows of the dreamlands even while you are awake. Uh, and, you know, out of the corner of your eye, you see gugs and moon beasts and other denizens of faraway planes uh, perk up uh, as if even from their side of reality they can tell something weird is about to happen. Uh, And just as soon as it starts, it stops. Uh, And without much ceremony, uh, three people are laying on the ground in a pile that were not there before. They are covered in a sort of red muck and nothing else, because only organic material can survive this time travel process. So uh, there are three nude people in your Dunkin' Donuts. I'm going to say that Alice uh, knew that there were going to be visitors here, but she didn't know exactly when. So when y'all look up, you see a... uh, See a curvy twenty-something uh, African American woman with a cronut in her hand, wearing a Dunkin' Donuts outfit. <laughs> she had to get a job there in order to make sure. <laughs> she volunteered for like every shift, and now oh everyone's gonna be God. so pissed because she Can't... she's got all this stuff to do. Yep. <laughs> and she looks down. Are you okay? Terry looks up. Is that a cronut? Really, Terry? Really? I haven't had a cronut in five years. Is that a cronut? Yeah. And Swipe. I... Ah. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Okay, we're we're dead. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie is on the floor sitting. Uh, he's got he's got 
one hand kind of trying to cover himself, and the other hand, which appears to have a rat-sized lump of flesh on the uh, on the forearm, can just held away from anything private. Like, no, 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 stay, stay. What? I got some clothes for you, and I just tossed some uh, Salvation Army clothes. None of them fit well. You're taking this a lot better than I would think someone who's randomly saw some people appear out of nowhere you know, would take it. No, I'm, I'm going to say you are freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. I'm not the only one. What? All right. No, also, j- just just that guy. Just And I point at, uh, I point at uh, Rogers. What happened to you? Oh, uh... I, I like point at the fact that your legs are bent back like Stretch Armstrong style. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, sorry. Amigo. Like, that explains everything. Let me get some coffee. You guys want anything? Uh, uh, no? Lillian is pulling on uh, clothes very quickly. Uh, she probably, like, noticing that nothing is going to fit properly for, for any of us. Um, she's selfish and she grabs the largest stuff to make sure that she is, uh, she's covered since uh, she, she always likes to be a little more demure. Um, leaving smaller clothes for the, the gentleman. Uh, ladies first. And... As she is just uh, pulling things on, uh, no nonsense, she's saying, uh, we apologize for causing a disturbance in the middle of this retail establishment. Uh, we should go to somewhere more private. Holy shit, I got wings. <laughs> you see this? What? Do you, you see this? Flap, to... flap, flap. Holy shit, I've got wings. Please stop. I... <sighs> Please. <sighs> Look, I'm sorry. You're I not arranged... helping. So- sorry, I'm sorry. We have a two o'clock for a we work across the street. Oh, oh, we work. It's a private office. Oh, excellent! Thank you. All right, uh, please all right. come with me. Okay. Uh, uh, Ed, can I like fit the wings under my underneath my clothes? Are they too? How big are they? Uh, I would say that if you were wearing like a jacket sort of thing, you can kind of hide them under that. Can we say there's a large brown trench coat? You- Lillian, Lillian grabbed it, but then seeing your wings, because she was not expecting... <laughs> wings did not come into her lap. <laughs> she did not expect this, so she's like, please cover the- cover yourself. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Charlie ends up in a, in a pair of two tight shorts and a uh, crop top, and yep. he is unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> but follows because watch. And you have, you have a tiny shug is nuzzling your neck too. Yeah, it's just, just there on his shoulder, yep. just like ah. the the crop yep. top. It, it has a, a corgi on it, and it says "Hello, gorgeous." <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: My girlfriend owns that. <laughs> and he is the one that gets no second looks in Manhattan in summer. Oh yeah, he's fine. <laughs> nice. Um, and Alice, I think uh, this is the exact moment when your manager at the Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> just sort of uh, peeks out from behind the uh, desk and says, uh, Carter, what's what's going on here? Oh, um, I quit. <laughs> and I walk out. <laughs> uh, we're with her, and we, I walk up behind her. You'll thank me later. <laughs> Uh, to the employee the, of the month, hopefully. <laughs> Charlie and Lillian, do you join this uh, parade? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Uh, and scene. Excellent. Um, sure. You make your way. You you rented an office. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we've got it for two hours, so we got to figure out how to save the world in that. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, well, the good news is uh, that you, Lillian and uh, Terry, uh, you kind of know how to save the world. Charlie, you have no idea. No idea. Are you even aware you're in the past yet? Or? No, I, I have been repeating what over and over for a while now. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that was kind of because I glanced at your background, Charlie. Do we know you? No. Not at okay. all. <laughs> no, Charlie's kind of going along yeah. because what? Okay. Yeah. So as we're walking down the block, I'm like, so, um, uh, Lily, is, she, is he with you? I thought he was with you. Uh, you're the one that has a strange skeleton. I thought you manifested a, a this is like a, a broken part of your psyche made physical. No, I'm not. You know what? I'm that Charlie. could be possible. We're, we're talking here. One moment, yeah, please. I, so, I would have never sh- made a Charlie. That's a, such a generic name. That's, <laughs> I, I much more, have much more imagination than that. That's hurtful. <laughs> sorry, Charlie. Uh, so, actually, yes. I'm right I should here. probably speak to you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Charlie, um, what? That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Let us get into the we work, and we shall discuss further. All right, all right, right. let's go to the we work. Okay. Um, so I think we can uh, elide over explaining the raw details to Charlie. There's going to be a lot of what's. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, just give us a little montage quickly, uh, uh, Dan, of the different the variations of what we're yeah. using the whiteboard in the we work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm next to the whiteboard, like just using my hands to explain everything with like just exaggerations. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Charlie is just like, what? 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 <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> uh, but in the end, he's caught up. Like, oh, okay. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Lillian and Terry Rogers, you have. You don't know exactly what caused Nyarlathotep to come to power. Who could know that? Uh, but. Having found yourselves back in 2020, uh, you know a few things that might be relevant. Uh, which is to say that there are four events that you are aware of uh, that seem to have contributed to the, uh, well, to the stars being right, so to speak. Uh, to, to things being ready for Nyarlathotep to rise. Um there is the situation in Antarctica. Um, all these beasts that emerged from the ice had to have been there beforehand. Uh, and you happen to know that earlier uh, this year, there had been a research expedition to Antarctica that went very poorly, as a couple of scientists found what appeared to be a giant door but before they could do any significant exploration of that, uh, the there was a a collapse of a uh, of, of an ice shelf, uh, and one of them got lost, uh, presumably dead. Uh, the other two were barely able to uh, uh, make their way out. But a return expedition is planned for well later this year. Uh, you also know that. Nur al-Hassan, the man who would be uh, uh, the president of Egypt, the dark pharaoh, Nyarlathotep himself, uh, there is some information about his life before 2028 uh, that suggests that, at least for a period, he was in Egypt working as a laborer uh, in 2020. Maybe you could find him. Uh, 
you also know that there is some organization, a cult, uh, called the Church of Starry Wisdom. And you know this because one of the people working on the time travel project had escaped from the cult. Uh, they had been brought in against their will uh, in the uh, in the late uh, um, 2020. And they know where this church is headed. And what they know is they recognize the shining gem that uh, uh, Nyarlathotep had carried as he marched on the world. He knows it as the shining trapezohedron. Uh, and that he believes, he believed, in the future at least, uh, that this shining trapezohedron is being held at a cult compound in Crossroads, Missouri. Uh, and the other thing you know is that these weird faceless humanoid abominations, they seem to not be directly connected to Nyarlathotep. There is a Sumerian legend about the mother without a face uh, that is of some interest to researchers at the Sorbonne uh, that seems to connect to those entities from the future. Um, and that maybe if you go there, you can learn more. These are sort of that is uh, La Sorbonne in Paris. So I just are... need to brag for a second. I'm typing out notes for myself, and I totally typed Nyalatha Hotep. <laughs> first, correctly, first try. I'm yeah! amazing. Woo! Woo! Uh, shoot, I'll give, I'll give one of my points to Angela for pulling that off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Obviously can't say the name, but mm-hmm. I, can, nope. I can type it. Nice. So yeah, we're, these we're, are the sort of four ideas that you have been sent back with, and hmm. it is sort of up to you to think what is the most threatening, what is the most approachable, what do you think will be useful? Uh, Lillian is first going to turn to Alice. Uh, Lillian is completely unfazed that there is a person here that seems to know things, uh, and so she's just treating you like... You are are supposed to be, you've been part of the committee or the team since the very beginning. And uh, she uh, begins just like throwing keywords at you to see if you react to, de- to them, Alice. Uh, to, to see if you might, in your strange wisdom, have a connection to one of these. So she's like, Antarctica, Egypt, uh, mm-hmm. Sumerian. Mm-hmm. Trapezohedron. Missouri. <laughs> this is the strangest version of where in the world is Carmen San Diego. <laughs> okay, gumshoes. Actually, you know what, Alice Carter, go ahead and roll lore for me. I would fucking love to. I would love to. Uh see if you can get a uh a plus three or better on this. Okay. And while all uh, this is going on, Charlie kind of just looks down at his shorts, raises his hand, and goes, I would like to vote against Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a four, Ed. That is a four. Then one of those words definitely does ring a bell. Trapezohedron. Uh, as you have wandered through the dreamlands, you have heard uh, uh, creatures talk of the trapezohedron. Uh, an artifact of boundless power. 
Mm. <clears throat> oh, that, that, wait, go back one. Not, not Egypt. The other one. Missouri. Yes. Missouri. <laughs> Um, I, I, yes, uh, some of my research, uh, has led me to believe that there's something going on in Missouri. The, uh, the dream trails all connect there. Terrifying. They smell like burning sulfur. But anyways, I think that we could probably get there on a bus, maybe a Chinatown. Point of order, uh, what? Visions? Yes, she has visions. Please keep up. If you are going to stay on this this journey, you need to you need to keep up. Uh, You're part of Team Save the World now, man. Congratulations. Okay, so here's why this is kind of making sense, and also why I'm here. Uh, I have had visions and exploration into the various aspects of the other world. In particular, uh, she like uh, she she puts out her fingers and starts counting them off. Uh, Plateau of Lang, Endless Sea of a Thousand Tears. I went to the place where up is down and knives are teeth. And also the dreamland. Uh, and I have seen and heard more felt and tasted whispers of your arrival and that something is in Missouri. And as for Egypt, this is America. All of the press about Egypt is always super scary. So... um I was a big fox fox person before. Um so uh so so yeah, yeah M- Missouri that's where um the trapeze uh, uh could be could trapehesedrin Hotep. Okay, look, we're just going to call this the trap. Oh, that's <laughs> that sounds that sounds real ominous. Yeah, yeah that's the promising. She's, the second she says it, her like mannerisms fade. Uh, I heard it when I said it. Yep. So, quick question: Do you have money? Because we were naked. Yeah. Yes, I I have plenty of money. Great. For for what good it's going to do us. So first, more cronuts, and then we go to Chinatown. Okay, I'll get my assistant to bring his <laughs> You have an assistant? Oh no, this is her last day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Alice but- has been at the Dunkin' Donuts for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So it seems seems like you've decided on a a plan of action. You want to visit Crossroads, Missouri, we or do. perhaps want isn't quite the right term, but <laughs> we have chosen, perhaps yes. poorly, but we have chosen Crossroads, yep. Missouri. Yep. Okay. Um, I think that. Because you do have, like, ten years to prevent the apocalypse, you can take an hour and actually go shopping and get clothes that fit, if you'd like. Shopping (laughs) montage. Or you can keep wearing your your gorgeous (laughs) shirt, if you'd like. (laughs) I mean, it's Um, growing on me. (laughs) It's one of two things. Yeah, it's not the only thing that's been growing on me. Yes, alright, so um, makeover montage for everybody, so we look like we somewhat belong in the 21st century, or in 2020, because we were always from the 21st century. Um, pre-apocalyptic fashion is what we're going for. That The best kind of fashion. <laughs> yep. So, Terry, you can get yourself a giant trench coat if you'd like. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I, get, I, get, I just get, uh, I don't, sp- okay, I splurge, but I get, uh, I just get sneakers, jeans, a nice shirt with a nice, uh, sh- yeah, nice shirt and with a nice big uh, coat. And I get the n- really nice sneakers because I know Alice is paying for it. <laughs> Excellent. 
So Dan, as a you're a survivalist, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm hinting, uh, I'm hitting I'm, whatever passes for a like hunting goods store in New York City. Do well, there is the, yeah, there are a couple of military surplus stores in that area. Yeah, uh, there's also a um, a camping uh, supplies store. There we go in the area. Yeah, so you have X amount of money. Like, make it up. Uh, yeah. What do you like? I mean, I don't know. The player doesn't do camping because my ancestors did not invent electricity just so we could all go back to the woods and live like savages again. Um, okay. Well, I but I, but the character himself, I'm sure, picks up everything we need for like potential like living and roughing it out in the woods for you know. So the classic hero's survival pack. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ten foot pole, fifty feet of rope. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely pick up, like, waterproof zip-up military issue, like, mid-shin uh, boots and, like, cargo pants and, like, tear, uh, rip-free or rip-resistant jacket and stuff like that. There we I, go. I, I've done the shopping before. It's fun. <laughs> uh Lillian focuses on, uh, on the, the clothing aspect because uh, she said she has a strong sense of fashion. So she's shopping from, like, the Hillary Clinton pantsuit collection. And I, uh, if you know, for we're imagining this as you know, like the TV or the the movie uh, makeover montage, um, what the camera would show that maybe the rest of the group hasn't noticed is that as she's pulling on a new shirt and jacket, um, her arms, which at first have have markings on him, on her, which uh, at first could have just been. Uh, uh, seen as the the gunk that red gunk you described as us being covered in you know it just was in strange patterns on her arms but as she's washing her arm off in like a bathroom sink um it's obvious that there's these angry red uh runes carved into her arms but she immediately covers them as you were looking at those runes they sort of shift under your gaze yeah. in an alarming way and as they do so the lights just flicker around you as if I don't know. Something weird is happening. Nothing weird. As if nothing that. weird. Yeah. No, nothing weird. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and as for Alice, uh, she just gets uh, dressed up in m- move- maneuverable clothes. So, like stretchy jeans, uh, combat boots, um, uh, the yellow limited edition uh, Supergirl Doc Martens, to be particular. <laughs> um, and because yeah, it's a role playing game, I get to wear what I want. Uh, and uh, she's wearing, uh, <clears throat> she's wearing uh, like a, just a, a normal uh, like sweater, like a light sweater with a hoodie jacket over it. Uh, and as she's like getting dressed, she's got a tank top underneath and um, the camera uh, focuses on her shoulders. And on each shoulder are one of the two elder signs, the, the, uh, the eye and the star and the other one that looks like a twig that she's had tattooed into her arm and it looks fresh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, this is a badass crew. I'm so excited. <laughs> How do you get to Missouri? Oh, I think it was established Chinatown bus. Chinatown bus. <laughs> okay. So we all die before we arrive. Sorry, yeah. game over. Oh, no. Um, cool. So, yeah, you take the bus down to Missouri. That gives you plenty of time to talk over what you know about this weird compound in Crossroads, Missouri. Uh, Crossroads is a nothing town. There is nothing there. Uh, it is literally a crossroads with, like, one gas station, and that's about it. Uh, but on the outskirts of it is 
or was at this point in time, uh, what really can only be described as a compound. Um, the, the former cultist who you knew in the future, who worked uh, in what capacity he could for Project Yogg-Sothoth, uh, uh, you know, gave you the, the brief description that there are dozens of people while he was there. Um, uh, there were new folks coming in all the time, uh, and it was not a great place to be. Uh, it's not one of those fun cults. It was one of those really brainwashy, unpleasant cults. Um, but what really defined this one was uh, what they called the Blessed. Every so often, uh, members of the cult who had proved themselves, or perhaps gotten in trouble, it's a little hard to tell, uh, were uh, taken away to the Reverend's mansion. Uh, and sometimes they never came back. And sometimes they came back as the Blessed. They were the same person, but they didn't look quite right, and they wouldn't talk to anybody. They had their own very special bunk that the non-Blessed were not allowed to go to. And, uh, unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, your contact in the Starry Wisdom Cult did not become one of the Blessed. He does not know what made them so special, but he knows that everyone was terrified of them. Uh, and even the guards, because of course this is the kind of cult with armed guards, um, gave them a very wide berth. The only person who really was allowed to go into that bunk and interface with the Blessed directly was uh, the Reverend, Reverend Leroy Anderson. And uh, that's about what you know. There is a mansion that is the Reverend's. Uh, there is a bunkhouse for men, bunkhouse for women, a bunkhouse for blessed. And beyond that, just the big gates on the outside. Uh, and that is sort of the uh, uh, information you have as the bus rolls to a stop at what is not actually a station, uh, but Alice slipped the bus driver a 50 to go 10 miles out of his way to crossroads. And, and it's literally uh, on a crossroad that we stopped. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you get out, and nobody else does, and you find yourselves alone in the afternoon on a well, crossroads in front of a gas station. Okay. Well, what do you do, adventurers? <laughs> if if my research in film has taught me anything, is that this gas station will be run by some gap-toothed podunk who also <laughs> sells guns. <laughs> well, let's find out. I we walk. Oh, I walk inside. I'm not sure if you guys. Find oh yeah, him. let's send him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Somebody want to catch him? Somebody want to? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. I'm following. I heard guns. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, just I, a when, when, when Charlie starts going in, then Lillian follows. Yep. Uh, there is a, there is an old man behind the counter. Uh, he gives you a smile as you come in. He has the best teeth you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, he gives appreciate you, the subverting of tropes. Yeah. <laughs> he gives you a smile as you enter, and then he sort of looks taken aback. Uh, you get the impression he's never seen. Four people walk into his store at the same time in his life. Uh, 
And he uh, he says, uh, "Good afternoon, <laughs> y'all, an adventuring party." <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, sir. I, I walk up to him and shake his hand. Good afternoon, sir. How are you today? He uh, he he gives you a strange expression because your hand does not offer as much resistance as he thought he would. <laughs> it kind of yep. squishes your uh, your malleable bones a bit. Um, I look at it. I, I take. I see him like reacting. Look at my hand. New York City. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, that'll explain guy. it. Uh, <clears throat> what uh, what can I do for you? No, we're just here visiting the area. You're I'll visiting honest, Crossroads? <laughs> we have we have friends who've gotten in, involved in an organization that we believe has made its home here in Crossroads. Uh, and that his face shuts down. Um, <clears throat> don't know what you're talking about. Just, uh, you have anything you need, bring it up to the counter. And he uh, goes back to his seat behind the counter. Interesting. Lillian's going to to look through the the aisles. She's going to pick up, you know, a bag of Skittles or something. You know, the sort of the, the sort of creature comforts that you don't get in a post apocalyptic wasteland. <laughs> Fair enough. There there are so, Skittles know, to be found here. Skittles, uh, a, a can of cheap beer, and uh, just to you know. Make nice with the the proprietor here, who seems less than enthused about our mission. Mm-hmm. Question: What what would I roll to see like uh, how a person is feeling? Uh, uh, that would be he, empathy. Jesus, empathy. don't do this. Jesus, no, look, no, I, look I, your, I have no empathy. look your character. Oh, still roll. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Or you can get it. You can get a point from the uh, story. You can vouch for a point for the storyteller for your uh, trouble. Not- not in the beginning of the game. Not yet. Actually, you know what? <laughs> with the man with a shotgun clearly underneath the counter? Come no, no, you know what? I'm going to hold off for now. Ah, uh, come on, be so, squishy. Be squishy. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, hell with it. Sir, you seem a little off when I, we, my friend over there mentioned that certain organization. Are you okay? Uh, <clears throat> I'm fine. I'm, uh, I'm fine. Why don't you, uh, just go, go about your business. Well, that clears oh, that up. Right. We're good. <laughs> Ed, I'm going to buy a bottle of bourbon because it's the South. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, some, and some snack food as well. Some jerky. Okay. Yeah, no, Charlie, uh, uh, you find the last bit of uh, the last little package of jerky left. Charlie grabbed pretty much all of it and several cans of beans. It's just like his <laughs> arms are full. I grab, I grab every chocolate bar available. <laughs> You all are doing an excellent job at staying under the radar. We are putting more thought into our high snack food, into our munchy food, than we are of how to stop the world from it. I mean, once I'm done grabbing all the jerky, I'm looking around for guns, but jerky first. Uh, yeah, there's definitely jerky, and there's definitely guns. This is the everything store for, for Crossroads. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if... If you want to buy stuff, he will uh, he will gladly kit you out with uh, uh, the essentials. Um, nothing here is of particularly high quality. Uh, yeah, they they have regular M and M's. They don't even have peanut M and M's. That's oh, the kind of uh, oh, podunk on. we are dealing with here. Furniture. They have a fine selection of guns, <laughs> but they have a fine selection of guns. Uh, I walk up to the counter with my uh, bourbon. And I don't have any. What's the gun skill? Because I don't think I have shoot, it. shoot, shoot, yeah. which, oh, yeah. which I have very high. So I am, yeah. Ch- Charlie will buy basically like a handgun and a rifle 
at the very least. And, you know, Apple wanna, for all this. I want to look, just a look, a general look around the store, see if I notice anything off. I, I like the sound of that. Um, for that, it seems like maybe you'd be investigating this place. I would, in fact, be uh, investigating this place. Oh, I wonder sure. if our investigative uh, reporter is good at investigation. Hmm. According to this dice, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I roll a two. You rolled a two. Okay. Um, yeah. I was going to ask for yeah, Plus a your investigation? That's including that? Yeah, that's including right, right. investigation, because I rolled a minus one. Ah. Um, so, with, with a, a two, a, a good bit of investigation, um, I think what you can tell looking around this store is that it, it actually seems to see more traffic than you would expect for as small as this town uh, seems. Like, there... Their stock isn't uh, particularly big, but uh, it is, it's not old and dusty. It seems that uh, they are getting stuff in and moving it out with, like, th- the clip you would expect at a corner 7-Eleven in a city. Uh, and, you know, everything changes over in a couple of weeks. You don't have, um, you know, month-old candy bars. There's no dust at the back of the shelves. It's just... Even though it's empty right now, uh, besides you four, of course, uh, it seems like there has been lots of people moving through this place. Hey, Ed? Yes? I look around and I kind of focus on the dream world that I can see. Is there anything shiny in this area? Anything it says in my character, I can detect things that are dangerous or otherworldly? That is... Uh, an excellent fact. I'm glad and you remembered that. I should have done before we walked in. <laughs> Probably. Um, so you you take a look around, um, and what you see is you see kind of what you would expect. The guns are shining as if they are dangerous. Uh, there is sort of a glow beneath the uh, uh, counter, suggestive of a weapon being hidden there, uh, even though you can't see it directly. But the fella manning the counter has a uh, has a glow about him as well. He has a more dangerous aura than the average person. And so Alice stops and looks around as uh, she is uh, um, she is now uh, she's bought the bourbon and she's putting it into a, a red solo cup that she bought. Um, they they sell them twenty five cents. It's a good racket and. So she's mixing it with some Coke and then she looks around and then she sees in the reflection of the, of the soda section, the guy, uh, the man behind the counter glowing. And then as she looks over, she looks over, uh, Charlie opens up the, uh, the, the, uh, refrigerator. And then Alice sees the reflection of Rogers and she stops (laughs) And realizes that they both are glowing. <laughs> and she is like dead center in between the two of them. And she's looking side to side like, I might have to kill one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and then she kind of motions at, uh, she motions at Charlie. Mm, what? Charlie, you want one of these? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you're going to want them on. Uh, so, um, hey, do you sell cigarettes here, sir? Uh, yeah, we do. What do you mm. want? Hmm. Uh, 
Marlboro red lights. <laughs> we don't have any lights. <laughs> Good man. Uh, yeah, no, I'll take some. That was a test. You pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some lucky strike unfiltered then. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay. Reaching he, back he, to my 18 year old self on that one. He uh, he turns around to the wall of cigarettes and grabs a pack and yeah, I sets buy it, it down the counter. Okay, pack pack it and uh, motion for Charlie to join me outside. Mm-hmm. I do exactly that. Okay, uh, Charlie. Mm-hmm. I don't have a long time to explain, but I can see things most people can't, and that guy is trouble. Right. You do realize that's weird as fuck, right? <laughs> he says as like from under his collar like a little tentacle of flesh just kind of peeks out with an eye at the tip Charlie how old are you? how old am I actually? that's an excellent question I'm going to say he's in his uh, early 30s he's like 31, 32 and the world's been over for what? 10 years? yeah okay. uh, I mean, the world's only been over for like a couple of months all right, right. But it happened 10 years from now, approximately. Okay, let me put it this way, Charlie. Mm-hmm. If this if this was a video game and you pressed pause, that guy would show up in red. Gotcha. Can you go tell Ellis and uh, Freakazoid over there that? Um, I think sure, why me, though? Because you really need to prove why you're here. No, I don't. I I, I stumbled. Uh, fine, fine, fine. Whatever. <sighs> and could be, uh, could be a prophecy. Could be a prophecy. Jesus Christ, prophecies. Not sign <laughs> up. I literally did not sign up for this. I was never given anything to say. If I had signed something, maybe documents. Anyway, and he muttering all this to himself, he he goes back into the store and uh, looks around to see what uh, what Alice and Rogers are doing. Ter- yeah, Rogers is actually in front of the guy uh, getting ready to buy all the chocolate. Uh, and he's there. He's like, oh, so you got a lot of business here, I see. Uh, not that much. It's a small town. Really? Huh. Yeah, seemed weird, but all right. Fine. Rogers, I'll have, uh, stop talking. Just make your purchase. <laughs> all right. Jeez. I purchase all the chocolate. Yeah, Charlie comes up behind the two of them like, hey, guys, are we... Ready to just go on and move along to the next town because we're not staying in this one. Wink. <laughs> Alice gives him a strange look. What are your stats? Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, what, no. I have what's nothing your to deceive? deceive. Oh zero. No, no. I'm, I'm more than <laughs> no, willing to No, but roll. you did it. You yeah. did it. You yeah, did yeah. No, it. I'm, roll, I'm rolling. Yeah. yeah. See, see if you can get a, a plus three or better. A Let's great see. Session. Let's see what happens. Fate dies. Roll. I got a plus two. That's all I got. So close. That's not bad. That is not, not, not bad. Now, I mean, now, if you have an if aspect, you could invoke. If I had just wink out loud, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have an aspect that can help this? Oh. Are, are Eagle Scouts really good at lying? No, no. We are <laughs> taught the value of honesty. That's the first so, mistake. Yeah, I made a horrible no. mistake. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That was he's he, he himself was wondering as he's going. Why did he send me? Maybe instead of maybe instead of the wink, people see the heroin look in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing that winked was the thing that winked on my shoulder. <laughs> uh, but, 
Uh, but yeah, no, no, he he tried. <laughs> but. Right. That's right. that's fair. In in which case, uh, you get a definite look from uh, the clerk behind the counter, uh, who uh, suggests uh, maybe y'all should uh, get moving. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yes, we're heading out. Yep. Lillian throws down a couple of bucks to cover her skittles and beer. She is the only person that has bought a normal amount of food. <laughs> Because everybody else is is insane. And uh, she ushers everybody out of the store. What was that about? She asks Charlie. Charlie just points over at Alice and goes like, she says that guy in there is trouble. Big trouble. He shows up in the dreamland as well as here. Which means that he harbors some sort of ill will, but also has the capacity to alter the mythos. He's a bad guy. Wait. He's a bad guy. He's he's a bad bad man. You you said alter the mythos like like creature level like not human is what you're trying to say no, here. No, we all can alter the mythos in some way, but when I can see you in both realms, that means you have a malevolent aspect to you. You work for something else. You are touched by something else. He is touched by something else. And he did not want us knowing or or conversing about the cult, the church that is here. So I believe that it is reasonable to come up with the hypothesis that he is associated with them. Yeah. Yeah. That. Hey, Charlie. Yeah. As a a wasteland dwelling survivalist, Mm -hmm. I feel like you probably are the most aware of your surroundings at any uh, given moment. Oh yeah, given everything that's happened, he's he's got his head on a swivel. Excellent. Uh, through the window, you can see that the guy's gone. He has left his position at the front desk. Uh, Charlie kind of shivers to himself, and as this whole conversation is going, he kind of nudges uh, Roger uh, on the side. Pauses as Roger uh, nudges is nudged more than he expected. Uh, and uh, goes, uh, hey guys, good, good, good news. Uh, he's gone, so what? we don't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> I question your reasoning skills. Yes. We should be on our way. This is obviously not our final uh, objective anyway, so let us go find this so called church. I'm gonna roll just as we're ro- walking away. I'm gonna roll a notice to see if I notice if he if he left the building or just if anybody's coming, etc. Okay, um, beat it two. Uh, that is a four. That nice. is a four. Excellent. Um, so yeah, glancing around, no, he absolutely has not left the building. Uh, there is. Like you, you maybe even take a, a quick tour around the little mini mart part of this gas station. Uh, there isn't a back door to it, which is a fire hazard. Uh, so he, or or to put it another way, if he has left the building, it is not through any traditional means. He's gone, but he didn't leave the building. Okay, that's weird. Hmm. We All are right. not here to investigate strange gas station attendants. We are here to investigate uh, the, the this cult. We should be on our way. And Alice is going to start walking away. Okay. And that, by Alice, mm-hmm. I mean Lillian. <laughs> <laughs> Mind control, Alice walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Are you all walking with her? 
All right, if that's what she says, Lillian's always right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According uh, uh, to my aspect. <laughs> Charlie keeps looking back at the gas station as we go. He's, like, on alert, but other than that, yeah, he follows. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think... Uh, that yeah, I think that was a terrible idea. And I think it is so <laughs> terrible say, I? that I am going to say that is that is a a, a compel a, a retroactive compel of Lillian's impatience, which has made things a little bit harder for everyone. Yay! Um, Yay. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Alice it, is actually going to le- linger behind, um, because she can't really get this out of her head. And sees where they're they're headed, and then darts back into the gas station. I <laughs> love it. Which I'm guessing Charlie yes. notices because uh, he's looking back. So yeah, I also have a notice of four, so I'm pretty sure I also yeah. You guys just probably know. like she's she's starting to walk behind you slowly, and then you hear ding ding. <laughs> the door opens and closes again. Okay. I stop and turn around. Really? What is happening? He, yeah, what is Charlie's happening? already walking back towards, the, and he's calling back like, "So the the weirdo went back in." Well, Charlie, the weirdo isn't our problem. The 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 church. Of- she has all the money, and I walk back. We're going to a cult in Missouri. We don't need any more money. You already bought. That's what the you place. say. I want more chocolate, and I go inside the building. <laughs> ding ding. Oh, okay. Uh. So wait, who all is going back into the building? You yeah, so are... we, got, we got Alice, Charlie, and, and Rogers, I think, are all decided to... Well, Alice decided, and Charlie and Rogers are like, ah, I'm going after Okay, excellent. So Lillian is staying outside for now, very pissed off at her entire <laughs> wayward adventuring party. How dare you split the party, everyone? That's... I love... I love how the two women are basically just ping-ponging the guys of the... Uh, <laughs> fucking... Hashtag smash the patriarchy. <laughs> Hashtag save the world. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, so I kind let's... of want that to be the name of this episode. Hashtag smash the patriarchy. <laughs> let's just piss people off. Yeah. Uh, so let's go inside the uh, mini mart first. Um, yeah, you, you walk inside. There's no evidence of a person inside at all. Um, I guess you can take a little walk around. What, yeah, what do we, you do? Yeah, we look Are behind there... the counter, the whole thing. Yep. Oh, Are yeah, there... okay. Take a look around. Are there security cameras? Um, not that you can see. Cool. Uh, but if you go behind the counter, uh, there is a hatch. There is a down. There is a basement to this mini-mart. What? A hatch? A l- just a little wooden hatch. It is, uh, not particularly well made. Uh, the tiles around it are all cracked in a way that suggests that somebody just sort of smashed an opening and then put a real shoddy wooden cover over it. Uh, Alice grabs uh, a flashlight that is on sale, puts some old D batteries in it, shakes it, it flickers and goes on. This will definitely not bite us in the ass later. <laughs> and hands it to Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I Roger just sighs. Fine. I oh, try to open the hatch. Uh it opens right up. There's a little I, ladder down there. How far does it go? I look I use a flashlight to flash down. 
Uh, so you're shining the flashlight down there. Excellent. Uh, it, it doesn't go down <laughs> very far. It, it looks like it actually only goes down about six feet. If you wanted to walk around down there, you'd probably have to duck. Just a little. Uh, and also, as soon as the light starts shining, you can hear, uh, some rustling down there. Some motion. Someone's down there. Or yep. something. Or, why, why would you say that? <laughs> I point at my why shoulder where a thing that? is wriggling. Because... <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Well, we're not going down without the rest of the party. I go I go to the window. Liana! Why are you yelling? L- Lillian. Lillian! Why are you yelling? Lillian! Why are you yelling? Because she's outside. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why? I, I, uh, Ed, uh, That's what Lillian is thinking about you opening a freaking hatch. Or going inside to begin with. So until- Lillian! Lillian, there's a hatch! There's a hatch. Why? 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 There's a hatch. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie just shakes his head and quietly takes out his pistol and just <laughs> stands next to the hatch, keeping an eye on it. Lillian right. comes to the door. Why are you yelling? You're outside. I was. You're pretty. You're walking away at the time. You know what? Because what? We are not here to investigate hatches. Listen, he he was weird, and there's a hatch. Let's go into the hatch. <laughs> Maybe there's a. <laughs> he was weird, and there's a there's hatch. A hatch. <laughs> Uh, hey, Terry, do me a favor, though, and uh, roll notice, yep. since you happen to be facing the outside. <laughs> uh, that is a three. That is a three. Uh, that is good enough that you definitely notice the sort of cloud of dust on the horizon. Uh, like like a car being driven uh, over some dirt very quickly. Hey, guys, there's guys. like a red thing. <laughs> <laughs> Coming towards towards the green things, I think we're the green uh, thing. Uh, guys, guys, there's a car coming at us very quickly. It's a gas station. <laughs> uh, everybody in the fucking hatch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm that, gonna that push it. Roger towards the hatch. I just wait, wait, we just where's that? And I drop down. Okay. okay. Okay, I get pushed down, and since I have rubbery skeleton, the six feet doesn't hurt. Oh uh, yeah, you you bounce, uh, you bounce <laughs> right back onto your feet. Uh, right, now we close the hatch, not, seal it over. Not walk cool, away. Alice. Not cool. And what you see down there in the hatch is that uh, some space has been cleared out. It's not a very large room. It's maybe really it is like six by six by ten, maybe. Uh, one side of it is what can only be described as an altar. Uh, a sort of little pedestal has been uh, uh, set up. There are kind of books around it uh, that don't look like they are for reading so much as they are for saying prayers to. Uh, there's some candles not lit at the moment uh, on stands uh, next to it. Uh, and next to that is the clerk holding a shotgun. Uh <laughs> Looking directly at you, and uh, uh, still holding in his other hand the receiver of a telephone. Hi. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, Staring at a shotgun, I say very loudly. Now we close the hatch and put something out. (laughs) Uh, And you know what? And he fires. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Fine. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Because that is... That is the way he do. So I'm going to draw a, okay. a little map on our um, 
our, our scratch pad here. It's not going to look very nice. Uh, but let so, me... Ange, if you're cool with it, I think declaration of intent for both our characters is to sip bourbon and let this whole thing play out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's the mini mart. There's the outside, and here's the church. Here's the there's... steeple. <laughs> That's where you're getting get murdered. There we are. And there's a little altar in the basement. I love um, So, and this is like the front door. And at the moment, uh, Terry, you are in the basement with a shotgun guy. Uh, here, there, a little tea. And the rest of you are up here where all the snacks are. I'm just going to put a little happy face. <laughs> <laughs> snacks and alcohol and guns. Yeah. And the nice. car is about to enter <laughs> this zone of operation there. Uh, is this to scale? <laughs> it's the biggest car in the world. It's a monster <laughs> truck. <laughs> Emphasis on the monster. monster. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so this is the situation in which you find yourself, and let us, uh, deal with this attack first, because, I mean, guns are quick, as is my understanding. So, uh, the, uh, uh, sh shotgun guy, uh, the clerk, sorry, uh, is not a particularly good shot. He fires at you, and his ultimate result is, uh, plus two, a, a fair shot, you, Terry, can duck out of the way if you want. Or you can just take the hit. Mm. Now, to dodge away, I'm assuming it would be an athletics roll, correct? That would probably be athletics, yes. Uh, can I use a corruption stunt? Oh, you absolutely flight. can. Yeah, so to add plus four to my roll to moving at inhumanly fast speed. <laughs> With my mega wings. Yes, please do. Okay. So, so that's a plus four, plus two, so six plus, uh, so it's a five. Five! That yeah. is a very good roll. Yeah, uh, are you, with, so, uh, is that with, uh, exception or whatever it's called? That, that is with style, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I've, I, uh, so I, I succeed, I assume. You, yes, right? you absolutely do. Okay, so, okay, so, uh, can I describe what happened? Please do! Okay, so, uh, I see, uh, the guy pulls a trigger and I see in slow motion the flash of light and the little the little balls heading in my direction. And I've never had a chance to use my wings before. I don't even know how they work. They're wings. They just flap, I guess. And I guess uh, some some sort of lizard brain instinct uh, connects to the wings. And as the wi the wings just could have uh, flap away the the trench coat and you hear not from my throat a as I slip to the right, as the wings just push the air, like a, and there's like a small gust inside that little chamber as it pushes me to the right. I love it. And because you succeeded with style, you get a boost, which is a situation aspect that, uh, you know, only lasts a little while, but you can invoke it for free. Uh, I think between the kind of shock of your wings spreading and the gust of air, uh, you have disarmed the shopkeeper. Nice. So, right. uh, and I, had, and I had a corruption, right? And yes, How you had one corruption. Okay. Uh, and corruption does not heal easily, but, you mm -hmm. know. Trust me, I'll, I probably will never use it again. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be great. Mm -hmm. It'll be great, guys. It's great. 
So uh, we've definitely entered in a conflict, and uh, initiative is uh, popcorn initiative. So since that shopkeeper went first, I get to decide who goes next. And um, let's say I'm not. I'm not going to see what Terry's up to. I'm going to give you a moment. I'm instead going to see how uh, Lillian is making herself useful as this car full of people with probably great intent is uh, on its way. <laughs> <laughs> Lillian's like, there's only two shots left in the shotgun. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> He'll be fine, absolutely. Uh, so what Lillian is going to do, um, knowing that there's, let's see, so we've got a shotgun has gone off downstairs, but it's with the rubbery guy, so he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be I fun. love your confidence. <laughs> He's the only other trained person on this, so actually, that's Lillian's justification. Uh, Rogers is trained in how to deal with shotgun wielding yokels. Uh, these two people that she's with are not. So uh, Lillian is going to go grab a gun from the display that we established was here, and uh, she's going to. Uh, Go outside wielding her own shotgun, waiting to see what these uh, ne'er do wells uh, intend to do. Okay, so you you move yourself outside, and uh, the the car is coming. Uh, like you can try taking a pot shot at it as it is on its way, but otherwise you've got a few moments before it'll actually be close enough to uh, like see what's going on. Yeah, I just I I want to stand there menacingly. I don't want to start shooting yet because there is the logic in the back of Lillian's head because she does not know that the guy had called anybody. So it's, this is a gas station still. She established it's a gas station. It makes sense for cars to be approaching at great speed. Okay. Well, uh... But she's ready for if they if they do wish to cause trouble, she is ready for it. Okay, cool. Then you are, you are prepared. Uh, who do you want to go next? Uh, let's pop back downstairs and see how Rogers is doing. Okay. Terry Rogers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for the shotgun. Excellent. I love it. Uh, I think that shopkeeper is going to try and go for it as well, so it's sort of, who is, who's the most athletic? That's, get the, gets there quicker. That is a four from me. That is a zero from him. <laughs> wow. So, uh... So- so my arms are my my wings are still unfurled, and as he goes for it, as like, as I go for shotgun, my wings like just almost embracing him in darkness. I <laughs> I love it. Um, I am gonna say that you have created an aspect for yourself, armed and terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And because you succeeded so darn well, you have two free invokes on that, so uh, you can really uh, <laughs> do some damage. Uh, but who do you want to go next? Uh, let's see what Alice is doing. Ugh, getting her drink on. Um, Alice is, Alice is, uh, going to, um, oh, sorry, lost the, oh, there we are. Okay, so we've got, uh, let's see, uh, oh, that's unfortunate, they know we're coming. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> uh, and Alice is going to uh, hearing sh- uh, shotgun fire downstairs and what can only be described as a nightmare's nightmare. 
then uh, sees that Lillian has uh, gone uh, has gone full redneck uh, <laughs> marching outside. She is uh, Alice is going to uh, grab one of the uh, one of the display cases or one of the uh, cases for snacks and <clears throat> excuse me, put it up against the glass uh, the glass door so people can't see in. Uh, and she's going to hide behind that and, like, look through the Doritos at what's going on outside. <laughs> and then okay. she's going to grab one of those Doritos. <laughs> I'm, Cause I'm gotta have into snacks. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do me a favor. Please make a crafts roll since you are uh, creating something. I don't think this will be very hard. Can you beat an average with your crafts? What is an average? Uh, a one. Okay. Cool, cool. Let's do this. Um, that is a three. That is a three. Okay, mm-hmm. you have made for yourself a uh, a snack barricade. Nice. This game brought to you by Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> Doritos and, and Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and Alice, who do you want to go next? I think Charlie is the only one of your uh, allies who has not yet gone. Or you could just see what these cool cats in the car are up to. Oh, oh yeah, let's totally go for uh, for redneck rampage out there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so this car uh, barrels on closer, and uh, Lillian, since you are outside, you are probably going to be the first to see that there are two people in it. Uh, one in the, uh, uh, front driver's seat, obviously, someone is usually there, uh, and another sitting, uh, in the back, kind of in a chauffeured position, um, and they are driving directly towards you, and by directly towards you, I mean they are going to try to do a kill on you by hitting you with a car. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah, yep, yep. So, uh... So, uh, I assume I'm trying to... Uh, do, I have an opportunity to dodge out of the way of car? You do. You can use your athletics. Uh, and they are going to, uh... Wow, they're gonna roll really poorly. Uh, that is a negative three for this attack. Ooh. You know what? I do not accept that. I have a few <laughs> fate points of my own, uh, to... to spend. Um, and... Goddamn foreign cars. <laughs> the... The fella in the uh, uh, front seat does have an aspect, which is uh, dedicated to the Starry Wisdom cult. He is so dedicated that he is not going to hesitate, uh, uh, even though he is driving directly towards a building and may get killed in the ensuing fireball. So I'm going to invoke that to re-roll, and the new attack is a zero. I didn't (laughs) do a great job. (laughs) Alright, so... Uh, I was looking at my stunts, but with a zero, I'm feeling uh, okay about my own athletics uh, rolling ability. So let's see what I roll. I mean, famous, famous last words, right, everybody? Uh, I also got a zero. I mean, I'm not great, but that could have been a heck of a lot worse, right? That could have been a heck of a lot worse. Uh, do you have an aspect that can help you not get hit by a car? I Actually, mean, does laser-like do. focus work? <laughs> what, I what would actually buy laser-like focus. You have been 
focusing on this car. I did. Yes, I did nothing but stare at this car as it was coming. So yes, I am invoking uh, laser-like focus, one of my aspects, to give myself a plus two on the roll, bringing my roll up to two. That I means- love the idea that the mathematician was like calculating <laughs> yeah. all this shit, like their velocity, what kind of car it was. But then because she's not great at normal math, she like like miscalculated the like the very last second it's not because she's cool it's because she forgot oh carry the two and then steps (laughs) or like oh wait i got left that's what i wanted to do excellent uh so yes you are able to uh dodge out of the way very effectively at the very last moment the mathematical last second uh and the car ends up uh slamming on its brakes and sort of lightly bumping into the front of this building. It uh, knocks a bag of Doritos off the snack barricade. You are underestimating how well made that snack barricade is. <laughs> <laughs> not, not one Dorito was disturbed that day. <laughs> uh, but the car does come to a stop. Uh, and the occupants start trying to, well, rather, the fellow in the driver's seat starts trying to uh, uh, pull himself out. The person in the back does not just yet. Charlie, what are you doing? Oh, is is this barricade uh, blocking the exit? Or yes, it is. Uh, you can move it. It's not. It's it's not immovable. It's just for uh, for hiding. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, so I go. Uh, Charlie uh, kind of like takes style situation. Uh, dude jumped down a hole. Shotgun and hideous screaming happened uh, outside. Lady math person is you know playing chicken with a with a car full of presumably rednecks, and uh, and uh, the other person is hiding behind some Doritos. Uh, so he uh, makes a snap decision and goes around the barrier and heads outside, pistol drawn, and uh, having seen through the window that the car tried to run Lillian over, uh, he doesn't hesitate. He As soon as he's outside, he points that pistol and takes a shot at the driver as he's getting out of the car. I love it. Uh, go ahead and roll your shoot. All right. The driver's going to try and dodge away. All right, I rolled. Ah, that's terrible. Literally terrible. Minus two. With my shoot is four, so a grand total of two. Okay. Uh, the I mean the driver stuck in a car, still struggling with his seatbelt. Uh, rolls a zero. So you have hit him. He takes two points of stress, unless you want to invoke an aspect to make that more uh, more powerful. I uh, don't think I actually have any aspects that would specifically help with that. I'm, I'm good. This is this was, uh, I'm going to retractively say it was meant to wing him. Uh, he's, he's still not out to just, you know, murder people. Uh, but definitely, you know, they tried to murder. He's like, no, the next one goes between your eyes. Excellent. So, well, you, like, you wing him in the shoulder. I'm, I'm into that. Uh, Glass shatters, blood sprays all over the person in the back seat who does not blink, and uh, the fella in the driver's seat starts screaming and clutching at his shoulder, but is not out just yet. And I guess I got to choose who's next, or I guess we went through the whole set already. Yeah, you've gone through everyone, so you can choose whoever you want. Uh, I'm going to check back in with Rogers down there. Is, does it look like the the shopkeeper is going to do anything at this point, or does he just look terrified? Um, I would say he looks more panicked than terrified, if you'll accept that subtle distinction. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's not yep, like curled up. He's sort of you know uh, uh, trapped in a corner. He could do anything. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, I need to calmly think about this. I'm going to knock him out with the butt of the shotgun. Nice. I like it. <clears throat> yep. Uh, uh, that would be a fight. I would call that think? fight, yes. Yep. All right. And I don't think I have uh, anything that will help me with this. So let's see what happens. That is a three. Okay. Uh, he has gotten a three as well on his attempt to uh, uh, fend you off, rolling his fight also. Can I use my aspect? Struggling? No, uh, actually, no, I wouldn't. Well, you have armed and terrifying. You have free invokes oh, right. on this situation yes, I forgot aspect. About that. So I want to invoke. Uh, I want to invoke the terrifying, please. Okay, you can I'll take inv- terrifying for two hundred. You actually have two free invokes on this. You can invoke them both to uh, oh, yeah. really. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm going to invoke both of them, and yeah, as I go for the shot, uh, he's about to try to dodge out of the way, and then the the wings unfurl even more past uh i don't see this but he does pass like they seem to go through the walls and encompass the universe as i bash him he just stares into eternity and then he's knocked out and then he yeah he is down on the ground uh he he will be sleeping well tonight that's 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 all i really needed from him. he just needed a nap that's why i wanted to gift him with <laughs> he was just grumpy because he needed a nap yeah, exactly exactly all right uh, you have taken out this shopkeeper. Uh, who do you want to go next? Oh, uh, let's see. I want to see what Alice's plan behind the Doritos boxes. Uh, Alice's plan is to hide. So the car has <laughs> uh, the car has uh, run into the uh, building, but just uh, uh, just bumped off of it. And then uh, Charlie shot some people. Is that accurate? Yeah, shot uh, the yeah. driver in the shoulder. Okay. Uh. Um, and and since you are looking out, Alice, I should probably let you know that the driver uh, was glowing. He's faded a little bit. He's less dangerous now that he's been shot in the sol- shoulder. The fella in the back seat, holy cow. Oh, really glowy, huh? A, a bright shiner, indeed, yes. All right, shoot. Um, then I'm going to, yeah, Alice has not grabbed a gun yet and is going to grab a gun. And is going to, I think it's going to take my turn probably to, with a, a shoot of zero, to figure out how to put a clip into a gun. Um, <laughs> or, um, and she, oh shit, Bruce Willis makes this look so easy. Uh, and then she's going to yell to anybody who can hear her, uh, fell in the back seat, a real big problem, real big problem. That's it. All right. Uh, who's going next? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that I pick one. Um, so, uh, shopkeeper is unconscious. Shopkeeper is out. Uh, who do we have left for this round? Charlie, Lillian, and the driver, I think. Lillian. All right. Uh, when the driver was winged by Charlie, what was his reaction? Like, did he freeze or is he still trying to get out? He is still trying to get out, uh, but it's, it's a lot more frantic now. He's, like, very clearly very injured. Um, yeah, Lillian is going to, uh, she's going to go over and she's going to help him. She's going to drag him bodily out of the car, throw him to the ground, holding him at shotgun point, and uh, inform him 
not unpleasantly, but inform him we are in need of your vehicle. Ooh, okay. I really like this. Um, go ahead and roll provoke. Ooh. The yes. the skill of choice for uh, making people do what you want in an angry way. Uh, let's see if this works. Now, quick question about the game. Does she get uh, any sort of bonus for having the man at shotgun point? Um, I think that she probably should, yes. Uh, I'm going to say, because she has him at shotgun point, he doesn't even get a chance to properly defend himself. Basically, you have to beat a zero with your provoke. Uh, well, I rolled a zero, and I have zero in provoke, uh, but I would like to, uh, oh, can I invoke my trouble? Uh, yes, you can. I can, alright. Um, well, I would like to say that Lillian has no patience whatsoever, which is why she's just going around demanding cars. <laughs> <laughs> Lillian Grand Theft Auto stuff. <laughs> I play that game. So that would bring me to a plus two. That would, and that is definitely a success. And yeah, I think that, with the, did, did, did you grab him by the arm that was shot? Of course I did. Yeah. You monster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I think, I think with that, uh, yeah, he, he, he puts up, well, he puts up one of his arms, uh, and, and sort of lays back and says, take it, take it, take it! And just sort of tries to crawl away. And she'll allow him to crawl away. You know, she she got what she wanted. He's a, and I assume the keys are still in the, the ignition? Uh, the keys are still in the ignition, yes. All right. So then uh, I'm going to uh, turn back. There is, of course, the uh, person that is still sitting in the back seat who is... Uh, I heard like a, a, a mumbled, so, uh, some sort of shouting from, from Alice as she is still inside behind her well-constructed snack barricade. So I imagine I couldn't hear her well. But I caught that there's something about this guy in the back. And uh, so because I love making terrible decisions in role-playing games, I'm going to toss the uh, the action to him. Oh, oh. I'm so glad you oh, did. Oh, no. So, yeah, okay. There's still people on my side that can act after me, so I feel okay <laughs> in this. It's not like you can decide to go twice in a row. I feel like that's a real meta-invoke of your character's... Uh, uh, you know, desire to speed things up. Like, uh, <laughs> let's get on with the murder. Mine or someone else's. Let's just do this. Um, so the person in the back seat who really has not moved thus far finally starts kind of getting out of the car. It's a, uh, a lumbering motion. Uh, and as he gets out, uh, a few things become pretty evident now that you can really clearly see him. Uh, he's huge. He is like almost seven foot feet tall. Uh, he's broad. He's wearing a white robe with a gold trim. Shit. Shit. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, you, you might think that he would uh, start attacking y'all uh, because he's a bad guy, uh, if I didn't mention that beforehand. What? what? Shock and surprise. What? Yep. Um, but his plot twist. His action for uh, this round is to look over at the uh, uh, his comrade, the driver, crawling away, uh, and uh, he calmly walks 
over, uh, puts a very large foot on this crawling driver's neck, and uh, kills him. He's on our side. We're going to be fine, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you can hear a rumbling voice uh, from this uh, uh, person. Just says, weak. Charlie, what are you doing? Uh, you know what? I, I see all this happen, and uh, once more, I decide that the uh, best uh, kind of action for this sort of situation is to shoot the guy murdering people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a shot with my uh, pistol at big scary dude. Excellent. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you now, or are you going to get behind the wall of snacks? No, I'm I'm out there. I'm I'm covering Lillian. And uh, Lillian and Leah. Lillian is out there, clearly defenseless. Uh, it says in the uh, Eagle Scout uh, manual that all women are defenseless and must be protected. Oh <laughs> my god, I turned the gun on you. I turned my gun on you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't um, used it yet, but I am armed. Yes. Uh, but no, Char- yeah, Charlie, Charlie, that's his instinct. He's, he's going to try and protect. He, he sees this happening. He, sees, he, he was like holding his gun trained on this guy as he's getting out. Uh, but as soon as he sees him just step on the guy's neck and be all creepy and murdery, uh, he's like, nope, <laughs> squeeze the trigger. So let me roll that. All right, that's a plus one with my shoot of four. That's a grand total of five. Nice. All right. Uh, Big Money here is going to just sort of try to take the hit, uh, just sort of tank it. He rolls a zero, which is... Not ideal, but he does have uh, uh, an aspect, no sense of self-preservation, Fair. which I'm going to uh, invoke to take that up to a two. Uh, and you got a five, you say? He takes three stress. Um, that was probably like a solid body shot, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think you did. You shot him right in the center of mass. Um, and like, there is even kind of an explosion of viscera behind him. The bullet went through... He looks down momentarily, looks back up, like, what is this? What did you do? Oh, God. <laughs> Every Come time now. I get out of the car. This robe was Armani, man. <laughs> uh, Charlie, I think everyone has gone, so you get to pick who starts the next round. Uh, Goliath, Lib- Goliath Liberace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, take it back to Rogers again. Uh, he's been hearing the gunshots go out and all that stuff, mm-hmm. so... Alright, uh, I go back to ladder and jump up. You can you jump up in one bound with a little flap of your yep. wings. Yep. And I just and I just look like, and I just uh, and I see in front of me just a snack barricade. Can I see at the window and see the Goliath Liberace, <laughs> whatever he's called? <laughs> uh, I yeah, I think if you approach the barricade, you can peek through it and see here's a big old sack of person. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, can I shoot him with my shotgun? Uh, you can Which certainly try. All right. Oh, by the way, I don't have shoot, so this is going to be great, yeah. guys. <laughs> Everybody duck. Yep. I rolled a one. Cool. Hey, that's not uh, bad. Hey, that's, that's not bad. Terrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Goliath Liberace is going to try and uh, leap out of the way. Um, and he does. Uh, he rolls a two. He he. Moves a little faster than you'd think he would or could. Uh, he just sort of bounds forward a couple feet, and your shot goes wide. Uh, then I am gonna go with uh, Charlie. 
because he has a gun and can shoot people. All right. Uh, Charlie Charlie sees this happening, uh, looks concerned at <laughs> the situation in general, and uh, immediately takes another shot. He sees when you shoot something and it doesn't fall down, the correct procedure, according to page 87 of the Eagle Scouts manual, is to continue shooting until it does fall down. Hey, Charlie, uh, I hate to interrupt you, though. Yeah. But you have a, a little kind of mini Shuggeth who's been just uh, crawling over your arms this whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe you have noticed, but it ever since this fella got out of the car, it your mini Shuggeth, have you given it a name yet? Um, I'm going to call it Charlie Jr. Charlie Jr. has gotten a little more, um, I don't know, incensed, upset, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, active, and as you are about to pull the trigger, I think it is going to jerk your hand away and force you to fire at Terry. Oh, um, does great. does that happen? Does that happen? I'm gonna say. Uh, I mean, I still have my three fate points. I could spend one to not make that happen. Um, it happens. Come on, shoot your friend. Yeah, and shoot I'm gonna, your friend. You know what, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take it because it's the first time, so he's not expecting it. He, he was not expecting this betrayal from Charlie Junior. So, so that will. I'll say the uh, yeah. The shot goes to uh, to Terry then. Okay. Uh, all right. Still, I guess I still roll my. Yes. Yeah, still or? roll your shoot. All right. Oh boy, it's not gonna. Oh, lucky man! I can even post a screenshot. Minus four. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I want this screenshot. Yeah, I you want... know what? You know what? Print screen. Here we go. All right. Copy that and paste it onto the chat here, <laughs> just so y'all can see. There we go. Wow. Okay. Love it. Hold on, minus four. So with my shoot of four, that's a zero. All right. uh, Then I'm just going to go ahead and roll mine just to see what happens. That is a four for me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. So you know what? Charlie Charlie probably, yeah, we were just like, what are you doing, Charlie? Yeah, yeah, the shot just kind of goes a little bit wild. And Terry's also saying, what are you doing, Charlie? (laughs) What are you doing? So, quick question: Does does Charlie or does Dan get another point? Uh, yeah, so I get now? so I so I now have uh, four pay points now. Because I got beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. All right. I'm going to choose uh, Alice. Actually, she's she's watching all this and probably freaking out, right? I think she still has a, a, a an action in this turn. Yeah. Correct. And since you were behind the barricade too, Alice, that shot was kind of almost hitting you as well. But I had faith. I had faith in the Dorito Corporation to save my life. As well you should. Yep. Well, I mean, at least save my life from bullets, not from, you know, <laughs> from a high salt content. Uh, I, uh, I'm i going to... Uh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, I'm going to run over to... Uh, I'm going to ru- run over to the counter... And did the did the counter guy have any personal affects like a hat or anything near the counter? Um, yes, he definitely had a hat near the counter. Um, I'm going to take the hat. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to. Um. I'm yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take the hat. I'm going to push it against uh, uh, the window, somewhat obscured by the uh, Doritos wall. And then I'm going to put my gun up against it as if I'm holding someone at gunpoint and say, like, where's the back door? Where's the back door? And I'm going to make it seem as if another one of his weakling uh, assistants is being threatened. Interesting. Okay. 
I'm into this. Um, I could buy this as a deceive or even a craft. Are you making an effective fake head? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, both with same uh, same uh, stat either way. Um, so I yeah yeah go for yeah. it. Yeah, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a, a deceive. Um, boop 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 boop. Um, and can I? Would it be possible to tag Snack Barricade if this goes south? Um, how would the Snack Barricade be helping you? Uh, because he can't see the rest of he can't see what's actually happening whatsoever. He can just see the hat and the gun. Okay, I could buy that. Go okay. for it. Roll your cool. deceive. Uh, yeah, this fellow's gonna try and resist with his very bad notice. Okay, cool. I got a three. Uh, he got a a one. So yes, so your intention is to convince this thing to uh, uh, that you have one of its comrades at uh, at gunpoint. It is a distraction. Yes. Cool. Um, yes, and I think it he it absolutely uh, notices and looks, and if you can kind of see the expression on its face, it ninety nine percent impassive, but there is that barest squint of the eye that is like. Another weak one. Uh, and uh, it starts moving towards the front door, towards the barricade. Okay, this went, uh, hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you wanted, right? Uh, six of one. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to go to Alice. You're Alice. Uh, no, Alice, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, we're going to go to Lillian. Uh, Lillian sees the thing, person, thing, uh, walking towards the snack barricade, and which is my favorite set piece ever, by the way. I was very skeptical at first, and now I love snack barricade. And uh, she's going to uh, shoot this guy in the back. Please do. Please shoot this guy in the back. <laughs> now, um, I do get a plus two to shoot when attacking eldritch creatures and inhuman monsters. We've been using the it pronoun for this guy. Does does this stunt affect this role? I think between his size and affect and ability to just withstand getting shot, it he's clearly inhuman. I will I will say that definitely applies. Excellent. Come on, Grace. And that is going to be a four. Okay. Uh, it is trying to uh, defend by, as as before, just sort of taking the shot, uh, and he gets a three. Uh, so that is one stress, unless you have uh, an aspect you want to invoke. Not at this time. Um, let, wait, let me look at the... Uh, Goliath uh, oh, is distracted! Goliath is distracted. There's a free invoke on Goliath is distracted. You want it? So, yes, I want to use it. Excellent. Uh, then, yeah, that takes your attack up to a uh, three. Uh, the Goliath is no longer distracted. And uh, that actually fills all of its stress boxes. Yeah. Um, and that's when something weird happens. Because it's been so normal so far. Yeah, this is <laughs> the usual Missouri interaction is. <laughs> The uh, uh, the Goliath sort of starts rumbling, and it bulges. Oh, I've seen this game. Run! Run! <laughs> and then it 
bursts. Ah! And what I am going to need everybody to do is to uh, uh, be attacked by uh, by a very, very bad physique role uh, as, as viscera and bones just sort of... Fly in every direction as a as a whole bunch of of shrapnel. Oh boy! Actually, you know what? You folks on the inside, you're behind a snack barricade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alice, you are a genius. I'm never leaving this 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 uh, in and out or whatever. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm gonna say like this is going to be enough to uh, shred the snack barricade, though. I think that is a. All right, but it, we don't have to roll. You it. don't we have, have to, roll to roll or ed- okay. everything. But everyone yeah. else is being attacked by a, uh, a plus six. God damn. Oh. Okay, so Ange, I believe that your corruption ability helps with this. Yes, it definitely, definitely would. So I'm going to do my roll. Uh, I'm going to do my roll and see if my plus two bonus would even. Or do I have to declare that I'm using my stunt from the no, start? No, you of can. This roll? You can declare them afterwards. Okay. So let's see if that plus two will even help. And after I do this, I will explain to the listeners what is going to help. You. Yeah. No, it's not going to help at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, technically, it would mean I take less damage, but because uh, I rolled zero, so I have an athletics of one. Um, so I'm okay. taking five taking damage five here. Five stress, or you can absorb some of that in consequences. Yeah. Um, I think what I am going to do is I am going to use my corruption stunt. So my corruption stunt is uh, I can uh, warp reality, basically. And if I uh, concentrate, I can use the impossible math on my arms to bend reality. And I can slip out of phase with reality for a minute, out, allowing me to use my athletics to, uh, with a plus two bonus, to walk through doors, walls, people, anything solid, which I think would include bone shards. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So that will bring me up to a plus three, meaning um, I would only be taking two uh, uh, stress from this, right? Yeah, I think so. And I'm actually going to, instead of checking off stress, I want to take a level two consequence of... Um, uh, uh, Trying to think of something quippy. Uh, bony pincushion. Uh, bony <laughs> pincushion. Okay. I like it. Yeah, most of the bones were able to phase through. But, but a couple uh, still still stuck. I mean, you like you haven't even used this ability before. You, may, maybe you didn't even know you could do it. Oh, yeah. it's it's uh, Lillian is like holding her arms up very Wonder Woman style, just like crossed in front of her, because what else are you going to do when a Goliath <laughs> explodes in front of you? Uh, and she's, her, her sleeves have rolled up a little bit in the fight, and she sees the runes on her arm, and she squints at them for a moment, like, oh, I almost forgot those were there. And then they start glowing, and suddenly all the bones start passing through her and she's like what the hell which breaks her concentration which is why some of them can stick her all right i like that uh and charlie you two are suffering from this bone attack yeah yeah. so So, quick question uh so for my corruption stunt uh it says i can use it uh to add a plus four to a physique roll uh to overcome an obstacle or create an advantage uh would overcoming an obstacle count would would this roll be count as that this would be a defense, so... All right, so, so I can't no, use that for this. So. All right, no, no, no problem. All right, so, yeah, I'm just going to kind of do... I'm going to do a physique roll. I'm going to do my physique as plus three. Uh, Walk to, it with your Shoggoth. 
I, I, that's what I wanted to do, but apparently uh, that's that's not what he's for. Uh, Charlie, Charlie <laughs> yeah. Jr. is only here to help with betraying the party. <laughs> uh, only party betrayal actions get the bonus. All right, uh, I roll a plus one average with a plus with a three on my physique means four. I think this was a six attack, right? Six. So you're taking two stress. So I take two stress. So yeah, Charlie kind of just like sees the, sees what's about to happen, and he just kind of hunches over. He's like he's a big guy, so he kind of hunches over and turns his back to to just protect his uh protect himself a little and and most of it manages to bounce off him but it a couple, enough shards kind of get embedded in his back that he's like ah excellent and uh as as you look up after this happens charlie you recognize exactly what is in front of you sitting in a a pile of viscera and torn up robes it's charlie junior it's a big <laughs> charlie junior Aw. it's a shuggath Hey, this is Angela from the Fandible Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you want to hear more, remember to go to Fandible.com. We have a long backlog of games, and at Fandible, we believe there is a game for every voice, so we know that you'll find something else enjoyable there. If you want even more of us, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook as Fandible. And if you really want to support us, check us out on Patreon. We use the funds from there to buy new games, keep our equipment up to date, and go to cons. And you get great bonus material like early access to games or access to our private Discord where you can hang out with other fandable fans. Either way, thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you again next week.